And welcome to my podcast, Kamsi J. Kamsi J, the podcast title, is an Igbo phrase that literally means the road I've traveled. And that is what this podcast is about. My name is Kemjika, and I'm a Nigerian currently living in British Columbia, Canada. I moved to Canada 10 years ago from Nigeria, and over the past 10 years, I've gone through different phases of adjustment. Along the way, I lost myself, my voice, and my authenticity. I've now begun to reconnect with my true self and embrace every bit of me. On this podcast, I'll be sharing parts of my life story as I explore various topics related to real life, from love and relationships to immigration and race. New episodes will be released twice a month, and as much as I love to talk, I promise to keep them short and sweet. Please reach out to me with your stories, comments, or questions via email at camcj at gmail.com. That's K-A-M-S-I-J-E at gmail.com. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Please listen, like, subscribe, and share. Now grab a cup of something, relax, and enjoy the episode. And welcome to another episode of Cam CJ. On today's episode, I will be talking about altering your default setting. I strongly believe that everything can be learned. Yeah, some people may be naturals at something, but not manifested to its full potential. And on the other hand, there may be people who just learn it and really work hard at it until it becomes second nature and second nature by definition is instinctive so it just means that we can learn something well enough to be on the same level as those who are naturals i'll share two of the biggest aspects of my life where i have successfully altered my default setting Number one is in the area of being a good friend. I wasn't always a good friend. I wasn't, I wasn't always loyal. I wasn't always invested in my friendships. I was rather selfish, self-absorbed and impatient. Just if something wasn't serving me, then I just wasn't interested in pursuing it or investing my time my emotions or anything into the relationship. And then it was 2012, sometime between 2012 and 2013, I got married, became unemployed and had a miscarriage all within six months. I was at a very low point and I probably didn't even fully at the time just understand how low I was. Then I had a very dear friend who was everything I didn't know that I needed at the time. The strength of her love just gave me so much faith and hope. We were thousands of miles apart, but it was as though she was right next to me day after day through that whole time. She would pray with me. She would try to cheer me up. She would send me care packages. She... She was just there, you know, on the days when I wanted to talk, she was there. And on the days when I didn't want to talk, she was there just 
knowing when to push and when not to. Just opening up her heart to me and allowing me to be vulnerable, to cry, to laugh, to share my fears. And just she was such a solid, solid rock to me at the time. And I came out of that time being so thankful for that friendship and being so grateful to this friend of mine who, without me even knowing what I needed, she was there for me and she was just the perfect friend to have in that time. And it challenged me. So I came out of that season with a resolve that I would be the kind of friend that I hoped to have. Does that make sense? It's like, you know how the Bible says, do unto others as you want them to do unto you. So, yeah. So I decided I was going to be a good friend. I decided when it came to the people I cared about, and I know a lot of people, but I don't have too many people who I truly care about. And when it comes to those people, I made a decision that I was going to be a very good friend to them. I was going to go in and give my 100%. I was going to honestly just train myself to be able to feel their pain, to feel empathy for them, to pause and think about where they are and why they are going through life this way, why they're projecting this way and like, what do they need? How can I serve them in this relationship? And how can I, how can I be the kind of friend that they need for the season that they're in in their life? And don't get me wrong, like you can't be everything for everybody. And if you have a million friends, you will stretch yourself thin and lose your mind. I don't have a million friends and I'm not trying to be everything for everybody. But I have the people who I care about. And their welfare is of genuine concern to me. And so I started to silence my selfish voice time and time again until now it's just like, it's just second nature. Like, it's just, I just genuinely love my friends. I have a deep, deep feeling for my friends and I'm very concerned. I'm very involved in their lives and I'm happy to rejoice with them, to mourn with them, to have fun and to be serious and to to just be authentic in those relationships. And it's really worked out well because I feel that you get what you give, not all the time, but sometimes you get what you give. And I am very blessed to have the best friends around me. I'm truly surrounded with good people. I have people that are reliable, that are loyal to me, that I can count on. And I believe that part of that just came from me deciding in my heart to be the best type of friend I could be. And so, yeah, and so the world responded, my friends responded, or I don't know, I really don't know the science behind that. But all I know is I purposed in my heart that I was going to be a better version of myself in this way. I lived it out day after day after day. At first, it kind of feels like, okay, are you faking it? Uh, I don't know. But then 
you know what? Fake it till you make it. It felt uncomfortable at some points because it was my default setting to think, is this person taking me for granted or am I just wasting my time? Is this even worth it? But I'm quite discerning, you know, so I don't think I've ever walked away from any relationship feeling like, oh, I invested too much in that friendship and not, not really. Even if it doesn't work out, I'm okay because it's a choice, you know, so I have that power. And that agency in that situation. But yeah, so that's one way. And then the second way was gratitude. The second thing that I learned consciously over the years was gratitude. I used to be so entitled. I think it had something to do with my Nigerian upbringing and just being the last girl kind of like a baby kind of babied for a bit there and then I was a little spoiled and I just had this huge sense of entitlement that when I think back to how my mind worked at that time I just cringe like I can't believe I'm so ashamed at the person I was even 10 years ago When I moved to Canada, I was lucky to have my sister in Ontario. I got to live with her rent-free. She opened up her home, her heart to me. Like the entire time I lived there, I don't think I ever fully appreciated the sacrifice. Like in my head, I thought, well, she's my sister. Like where else am I going to stay? And then if I ran out of money, the way my mind was wired was, well, um, who else am I going to ask? Of course, I'm going to ask her. If I needed something to wear, well, where else am I going to get it? I'll go in her closet. And I was just so entitled. Like, I still do. Like, I'm still going to stay in her house if I go to Ontario. And I still have no problem going in her closet and taking her things. But the mentality has changed. When I moved to BC, I started seeing new immigrants who didn't have anyone Some of them were students. They were even younger than I was when I moved to Canada. And they were all by themselves. Some were thriving. Some were struggling. But they were by themselves. And then it just hit me. The privilege I had taken for granted. That privilege to have experienced such a smooth transition. For me, moving to Canada, it just felt like I was leaving one home and moving to another home. I didn't experience the loneliness that comes with moving to a new country, that feeling of being disconnected and just not having your friends or your family. A lot of people go through that and it has huge, huge impact on their mental health. But for me, I didn't have that and I just took it for granted. I remember so clearly the day that it just dawned on me and I just, I was so ashamed because I thought back and I just, I really wished that I could, I could go back. I wished I could have just turned back time and gone back and I started to think of all the things I would have done for my sister, like all the different ways that I would have served her to make her life a little easier 
because of my presence, you know, just the different ways I would have expressed my gratitude to her. And I am truly, truly ashamed. And then I even remember so clearly, like in 20, I think it was 2012, when she started planning to move to her new home. And she mentioned to me, and she's like, you know, you're going to move out at some point, right? And I was actually mad because in my head, I was thinking, well, how can she ask me to move out? She's my sister. It was such, I'm so embarrassed by this because just the entitlement of it all, like I actually was mad that my sister who has three kids and her husband, at some point she even had a living nanny. (laughs) She was so gracious to give me my own room in her home. And then when she mentioned that I should be thinking about moving out, I was freaking, I was 28 when she said this to me. And I was mad at the time. Like, can you just imagine the nerve of it all? But I have come to tell her now how grateful I am and how foolish I was. So we've gone past that. But it still makes me cringe. Like just admitting to it on here is such, it's so embarrassing. (laughs) But yeah, that is something that I learned. I picked that up on the way and I am so grateful for everything that I have, for every kindness that I've experienced, for every opportunity that I've been given. I just have a completely different outlook now and my heart is constantly full of gratitude. Like even if my friend, you know, whatever it is, if my friend does me a favor or like goes out of their way to even call me, you know, and like make time out to say hi by text or phone calls. It means a lot to me because I feel like I took so many things for granted and just, it's like I'm seeing everything with fresh eyes and just a very, very, very grateful heart. And yeah, so um, those are the two big things that I took control of and turned around in my life. So in summary, this is how I am, is a pretty lame excuse. There's nothing that you cannot take control of and turn around. Growing up, my mom my mom has all these crazy things that she says. And one of them in Nigerian pidgin is um, character no get medicine. So that basically means that There's no cure for bad character, bad attitude. And I remember then just believing it very strongly that, you know, if you wear one way, that's the way you wear. And that was that. But over time, I've come to disagree with that because from experience, my experience, I've seen that we have agency, we have choice and we can change whatever we decide to we just have to want to change and to decide to change and put our backs into it and we can so I've done it and now these things are second nature to me now so what's your default setting and is there any part of that are there any things that you think you would like to alter 
well, just picture it. Purpose in your heart. You can do this and you want to do this. And then just push for it. And even if at first you kind of feel like a fraud, well, welcome to the club. We all kind of just feel like fraud sometimes. But just keep going and just keep doing. Just keep going. And if you falter, if you fail, just pick yourself up again and just keep going. And, you know, look at me. Ten years later, it took a long time. <laughs> and it's still, I'm still such an active like work in progress. And I think one of the exercises that I do a lot is just reviewing my life and just examining my day and my motives and the conversations I had through the day, the things I should have said or shouldn't have said. I don't obsess over it, but I stop and I think about these things. And I think that really helps me to be able to try, to try to be better, to do better. And yeah, thank you for listening so far to the episode i hope you enjoyed it and i hope that it has triggered something in you and will cause you to stop and think about where you are and what you can alter in your life what default setting of yours that you can alter i would love to hear all about that so send me an email at camcj at gmail.com and share with me share your experience your journey or what it is that you're looking to alter See you next time.